Hello. Aha. We did it. Hooray. Phone call complete. <laughs> See you next week. We cracked the puzzle. Mission complete. So I have to accept your call and not call you while you're calling me. <laughs> I thought that was a little weird. I was like, okay, calling Joel. And I put the phone down and I looked at it and I was like, call from Joel? What's what's happening? There are two Joels. They're going to create a paradox. Oh, no. Well, you're just keeping me distracted while the other Joel goes around back with the sack of quarters. It's true. Stealing it. Your other Xbox. I don't even have a second person to play it with. I just went two. Just going to put them right on top of each other. Okay. Maybe they'll have an Xbox baby. Sounds sounds cool. Sounds like a, a fun... No, no, it's not really that fun. <laughs> the, the methods Dave, of... Dave, we can't waste time with this. <laughs> Sorry. My bad. We've got fully two hours of 24 to talk two about. Two hours. Well, actually, it's almost four oh, hours. Four hours, yeah. yeah. Holy crap. I forgot that like the first week of 24 is a barrage. Yeah. It's two hours a night for two nights. Can't or handle could, it. Should I say barrage? <laughs> well, some have said that, but they've been killed swiftly thereafter. Oh, <laughs> uh, by literal barrages. Um, Had you forgotten that Kim has a baby? Now it's more like, oh, I have an infant. A guy infant. Yeah. Seriously, though, the first thing I thought when they opened up on the scene of the little girl waking Jack Bauer up from a nap is that I would never wake that Jack That he was going to cobra strike sleep. her in the neck? Yeah, it would just be like... I was waiting for her to, like, go get a broom out of a closet to do it the safe way that Mommy showed her. Yeah. Just, like, poke him from afar. They have, like, they have a whole closet full of brooms because every time he wakes up, he, like, snaps one in half with a ninja move. <laughs> Actually, the proper Jack Bauer wake-up technique is to gradually turn the stereo up with some very <laughs> soothing music. It may take a half hour to 40 minutes, but it's the surest way not to lose a limb. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I was waiting for them to do something like ultra gritty where he like wakes up and almost punches her because he sees a Chinese torturer in his face. It's like, oh my gosh, the Chinese are sending little blonde girls to attack me. No, Grandpa. Or Jack. Sometimes I call you Jack. I don't really know why. So what are you, red Chinese? (laughs) Yeah, Jack. How do you know my code name? I'm Grandpa to you. How the hell is a three-year-old? Calling him Jack. Is this what our country has come to? I'm your grandpa. Seriously, though? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's just to, like, break the ice on how disrespected Jack Bauer is going to be in the first two, three, four rest of this show. Yeah, I don't forever. know. It seems to be a theme. Uh, can we go back in time? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess technically Jack Bauer always gets disrespected. Yeah. But at least it's by people who were unaware of who he is. Everybody in this season of 24 knows exactly who Jack Bauer is. I mean, they painted a mural of him and everything. Yeah. <laughs> they made a mural, like one of those like pictures of his face that's made out of much tinier pictures of his uh, interrogation <laughs> <Yeah>. victims. <laughs> you guys didn't see the like, Jack oh, Bauer saved us from China mural? That was me. <laughs> Come on. Who do you think that this whole building is dedicated to me? 
I'm a bit confused about the move to New York overall. Eh, I don't know. I guess that makes sense. L.A. was kind of beat to death. If you want to go where terrorism is, Dave, you got to go to New York. I mean, everybody knows that. I guess so. He was like, I need to get away from the hustle and the bustle. And I've already <laughs> served my time on an oil rig while pretending to be dead. <laughs> oh, man. Conveniently, everyone else is located in New York City, too. Yeah, like Chloe. Well, it seems like I guess CTU. It's, it's pretty much just Chloe. There. And the new yeah, CTU. Well, but CTU would have branches everywhere. I guess that makes sense. I don't know. I'm not down with this whole new CTU crew. You've got skulking black director who, seriously, someone needs to tell that guy to walk straight up. Yeah. Like, why is he always, like, at a stoop? I don't get it. That's part of his character. That's so you don't like him. It's like, I, I can't get behind a CTU director that slouches. Yeah, well, I, you know there's going to be, like, some great turning of events where you realize that he's recovering from scoliosis or something lame yeah, like that's that. A, he's like, I'm the Jack. first African-American <laughs> person with scoliosis ever to head a CTU branch, Jack. He's like, I'm sorry. I didn't know I'm that. I'm sorry. About I was so hard on you. I just However, do it to hide how weak I feel. <laughs> you would never say that. Anybody gave Jack Bauer a sob story? He'd be like, uh, my heart was stopped for six minutes, and <laughs> yeah. then I was thrown on an oil tanker for uh, to be tortured by Chinamen for a year. Uh, when I finally escaped from that, I was brought back to the United States, beaten, shot at, infected with a chemical weapon. Oh, and did I mention this was all after I recovered from my yeah, addiction to the cocaine? Cri- the crippling heroin addiction. <laughs> that was <Wait>. old hat. <laughs> Man, I can't remember if that heroin addiction was before or after the terrorists yeah. killed my wife. Before or after I died. <laughs> Did I mention that I was dead? <laughs> He's like, I might be a zombie. I don't know. But you don't understand flesh. the back brace, Jack. The back brace. <laughs> back brace. Oh, man. It's like I wish I didn't know about back braces that are there to keep your back straight so you can't Reach down to stop him from tickling your toes while you're being waterboarded. Have you ever been tickled while being waterboarded? <laughs> it's terrible. You're laughing, but you then just want to laugh, but you're choking on water. Yeah. Feels like you're drowning. You open your mouth to laugh, and the water's all over the place. You don't know which way is up and which way is down. You're already laughing, so you can't breathe, and you can't breathe underwater. You're like, no, it's- no more, no more tickles. Can't no, no like get the really long feather and take <laughs> off his shirt. Oh man. Oh yeah. So yeah, I didn't. And Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah, that's Jack's protege. Fre- yeah, Freddie Prince Jr. He's like, I really look up to you, Jack. <laughs> I can only take solace in the fact that I'm almost certain Freddie Prince Jr. will die before this season. Of oh, ideally, is over. yes. He, he's had one close brush with death already, though. Wait, wait, I, I, I'm going to count it as two. Although he was the person closest to Jack Bauer when a rocket struck a helicopter. <laughs> yeah, and even if Jack Bauer is inside that helicopter, he's not going to die. The safest place to be during a rocket attack <laughs> yeah. is next to Jack Bauer. <laughs> Nothing's bringing him like, down. It's like he's one. I mean, how can you, uh, how can you argue with the guy who just, you know, he redefines everything in life as bullets. He heard that That's guy thing about Jack Bauer, like arming the rocket launcher. <laughs> From a block away. He was like, get down. Wait, 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 shut up. 
Shut up. Which is, I didn't quite catch this the first time through. So today, because I had nothing else to watch at lunch, I just watched the third episode again. The guy who fires the rocket is the same guy that does every other terrorist act in these first four episodes. Yeah, he's a real overachiever. For four hours, he gets around. Somehow, after firing <laughs> yeah. that rocket, 20 minutes later, he makes it to his undercover gig, uh, where he's <laughs> pretending to be a cop, to ask his other cop in Queens. So, you know, 20 minutes Queens to Manhattan is pretty good. He's like, hey, buddy, my I'm Mikey, your friend. How about we switch shifts? And he's like, no, I got to go to the PTA meeting. He's like, listen, I'm actually Russian. Why am I talking like this? Well, who did you even know he was Russian? That was like, I don't know, maybe that's what Russian people sound like. But they need to either pick a more stereotypical accent for their Russians or just get different actors yeah. who can. Because you either need an actual Russian or you need a guy who can do a Russian accent that makes him sound Russian. Because <laughs> this guy... He didn't. He didn't sound like anything. He's the world's only like fat terrorist. You can't be fat if you're a terrorist because that means you're happy. Like every time he he, well, he wasn't a terrorist actually. He's a mobster. Yeah, okay. He's part of the Russian crime syndicate trying to sell sell. depleted uranium uranium rods. Yeah, we're uh, we're gonna double down on things that will keep us low profile. We're gonna try to sell. Uh, weapons grade uh, plutonium, and we're also going to assassinate a foreign dignitary on U.S. So soil. we can sell the weapons grade plutonium. I don't know. Like, I really think that maybe uh, you guys should just split into two arms because the left and the right hands are not getting along in this case. <laughs> it's like, hey, I'm trying to sell nuclear plutonium, and you're trying to kill the president of not Iran but Iran. Yeah. I mean, they didn't say it's Iran, but come on. Oh, come on. But they're having peace talks with us, and that guy seems so amiable. Maybe it's because he came to the West and discovered you could have sex with white women. He was like, <laughs> oh, oh this ain't so bad. I love your country. I'm also the guy from Slumdog Millionaire. <laughs> what is he? Yeah, what a every step down. I'm waiting for him to say, like, is that your final answer the whole time? The first time he says it, I'm just going to, like, pick my TV up and spike it into the ground. Don't worry. It's going to be awesome. He won't last much longer. The good Arabs don't really have much of a chance in this show. <laughs> Remember what happened to Dr. Bashir? Oh, yeah. Poor Dr. Bashir. I mean, to be ser- to be real, though, Dr. Bashir had kind of a sordid past. Yeah, that's true. And he stabbed that dude under the kneecap. That was not some. That was not especially He cool. was a quote-unquote good Arab. <laughs> He'd seen the yeah, light. What, what is a good He's like, I've murdered thousands of people, but now I realize the time for peace has come. Beam me up. <laughs> oh, man. Captain like, I am one of the good Arabs. <laughs> yeah. But on the downside, this haircut. Why did the representatives <laughs> of Iran have the dumbest looking hair? He's got like a, I don't even know what you call it, like a crew cut buffon. <laughs> like, what is going on up there? <laughs> And his brother, yeah, that's, holy his crap. His brother, the tread, the, the first transsexual like cabinet f- member of Iran. <laughs> He's like, this is just my day job. I'm actually the lead singer of an awesome screamo band. I know. What is nobody? You could not get away with that haircut in a Middle Eastern country. And even if you could, you wouldn't be like, 
I don't even know what you call him. He's like the prime minister. <laughs> and he's the guy's brother. Who makes their brother the prime minister? Fidel Castro. I guess that's true. But he also just made him president. So so maybe that's what's going to happen. That's the kind of situation we're looking at here. Who, <laughs> When he freaks out, uh, the, it's revealed that, surprise, the brother is in on the terrorist plot. Because he wants to buy the weapons-grade plutonium. Mind blown! Oh, man. So, and Farhad, who is a classy fella, doesn't throw his uh, his coochie under the bus. Yeah. They're like, how did you get... Because the story is this. The not-president of not-Iran has come to America... <laughs> Wait, to- no, he, he is the president of not-Iran. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Too many double negatives, I don't know. Uh, he's come to America to participate in an historic... Uh, disarmament treaty, even though they haven't actually armed yet. But they were like, yeah, we, we thought it would be fun, but we're cool. Uh, <laughs> and they're like, there's there's murder plots abound. And CTU discovers in their infinite wisdom that uh, that his he's having an affair with some reporter chick and evidence well, was don't planted discover that. that she is the terrorist. All the while, completely ignoring Chloe O'Brien and Jack Bauer, the people in the room with the most anti-terrorism yeah. experience at this point. <laughs> it's like, so how many uh, nuclear attacks have you stopped? I don't know, like zero. He's like, well, to be fair, how many nuclear attacks has Jack not stopped? Uh, well, and the answer is one. Two, technically, and but that's one enough. went off in the desert, <laughs> <laughs> and the casualty was only one. Brian Mason. It's actually, I guess, is the guy from Bubblegum Crisis. I don't remember what Mason's actual name was. <laughs> oh, man. Wouldn't that be hilarious if it was Mason? Yeah, it was the guy from Bubblegum Crisis. He's like, no, Jack. My robot suit will protect me. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, See, that's, I, I mean, I feel we like oh, that's yeah. the only credentials you need. How many of you guys have survived a nuclear attack? <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess technically none of us, Jack. Yeah. It's like everybody, I would everybody like to who say survived a nuclear, a nuclear attack, attack my put your hand up. He just yeah. raises his hand. Jack just raises his hand and looks around the room. That's what I thought. Anybody else? Anybody Nobody? else? Thank you. How about biotoxins? How many of you were infected with deadly biotoxins last year? <laughs> no? Was it even last year? I feel it's like It's probably it been like two years. I don't know. They, I think they said something like six. What? Because uh, Renee comes back and they claim she's been undercover with the Russian mob for six years. That's true. There's no way that kid is seven years old. <laughs> Maybe like four. Yeah. She's a stupid-ass really seven-year-old. If She's like, I want to go see the bullet bears. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what if she is seven? <laughs> what did you name this bear? I named it Bear. <laughs> I'm calling a doctor. We need to run some tests. (laughs) There's something not quite right with Jack Bauer Jr. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anyway, remember that time when Jack Bauer got trapped in CTU and they pumped deadly nerve toxins in through the ventilation system and they watched Edgar die right in front of him? He was even in CTU at that point. Yeah, he was. They were like trapped in different rooms. 
Oh, that's and right. He was, like, he was he was in the interrogation area. <laughs> that was the best part. He was like, I mean, this is of course a precursor to what happened last season, where he like held his breath to go breath to go into the tanker truck. But he's like, don't worry, just let me outside of the room, and I'll hold my breath. <laughs> And he couldn't get to, like, the exhaust system because someone had conveniently placed steel bars in the way. Like, ah, who's building steel bars in this ventilation system? And by the way, who's building airlocks in this ventilation system? (laughs) The only thing I remember is that Edgar died in that scene. Yeah. And I'm waiting because we need, like, at least... 40 to 50% of the CTU staff from this season. Especially that off. guy. Like, immediately. He's hitting on Starbuck. He's like, So, having sex with Freddie Prince Jr., huh? He's like, Yeah. How's that working out for you? Oh, pretty good. He's like, I didn't think you'd have much to talk about because you're like, smart person. He's like, Field agent guy. She's like, Yeah, but he also crafts pottery. <laughs> <laughs> what is the point of this conversation and what is the point of your subplot nobody cares yeah i feel like this is a dem- like the only way to heighten the tension in 24 i guess it maybe it's like the the Re- opposite of that the only way to give you that sense of relief that came at the end of the season when you know like marwan died or a bomb plot was averted is to let you escape from one of these retarded well, side stories. Maybe this is just the it's season like, eight answer soon- to uh, the Frodo subplot of his like drug addicted sister. Yeah. As soon as that guy, like, I don't get. First of all, I don't care about this girl's ex boyfriend, who is like, you know, hey Jenny. Yeah, he's I'm like, a, you don't want I'm me to tell jerk. you their your secret, <laughs> and she's like, please don't tell my secret. That I did amateur porn in Minnesota. Like what? What could she have possibly done? I will put heavy odds Who on cares? burn down the house with her abusive stepfather still inside. You're gonna you're going with that? Yeah, I would agree. That's my guess. She does seem somehow like emotionally cowed easily by this guy. Yep. I'm going with. I don't care what the sub story is. I want somebody to roll this dude yeah. up in a carpet and throw him into the East River just, so I don't have to watch this anymore. Can they just do that Isn't next there, like, episode? Isn't like some more Russian guys we can hit with axes? <laughs> Russian guys like, that crap, poison just... their own sons with nuclear radiation? Yeah. He's like, this wow. is the, the, the whatever, Mr. Screamo, the, pre- the president of, of not Iran's uh, brother. Like eventually, after the assassination attempts fails because – Nobody listened to Jack Bauer again. Uh, so he was just able to squeeze in under the time limit, which is – there's a great scene where, you know, Jack has come to CTU just for a debrief. And as soon as he gets his one thing done, he's going to move out to California with his daughter, who is, like, so demanding now. It's like, come on, Dad. If you went back to California with us now and then a terrorist attack happened and you could have stopped it, don't you think you'd feel pretty bad? He's like, frankly, kind of think I'm in the black. <laughs> what with the seven I've averted. And that's only if you count it per season, since there's like three plots every season. <laughs> yeah, what does the rest of Jack Bauer's year look like? It's like a... It's like Alaskan like crab fishing. Crazy day <laughs> every like, year. I just work really and hard the rest, for one day. 
and I get the rest of the year off. Now, granted, some of that time is spent recouping in a hospital from all the broken limbs, gunshots, uh, still, weapon, chemical weapon infections, or nuclear exposure. It's still technically time off. He's like, they got the Cartoon Network. It's fine. Yeah, it's all good. Time to play my Nintendo DS. Nintendogs, boot that up. Say hello to my puppy. <laughs> What's going on today, boy? No terrorists? Good. Yeah. You're a good boy. Jack Bauer's life is all right. Let this beard grow out as seen in seasons two and five. Uh, but anyway, I, yeah, how, I really... Where, where was I going with that plot? Oh, right. So the... The terrorist attack fails, and the the president's brother freaks out, and he's like, I can't be caught, man. I can't be caught. Uh, So he gets out of the car, and the CTU agent's like, sir, sir, you you might want to stay in the car. I mean, you don't have to, but it would be convenient if he just stabs him in the neck with a pen. And nobody notices. Yeah, and he just runs away into the wilderness like the Sasquatch. I don't really. I never got. I mean, I understand that a bomb just blew up and there's a car flipped over, but you're supposed to be trained federal counterterrorism agents. If you can't lock down the perimeter surrounding an yeah. already like exploded bomb, how are you supposed to protect anybody from an unexploded? Well, they were they bomb? were too busy looking for that guy who was hiding in the building. They, yeah, they I guess didn't that's even true. Think. So anyway, the president's brother. This is gonna get really confusing when we start talking about the American president at the same time. Um, Just call him by his name. I don't Farhad. Farhad yeah, uh, yeah. It's the only name I remember. He runs off to see the Russians, and he's Farhad. like, "How do I know these plutonium rods work?" And they're like, "Let me show you something." And then they show this guy quivering and sweating, sitting on a bed, barely able to control his, his bowels. And he's like, "This is my son. He got careless handling the cargo." <laughs> There's nobody, there can't be anybody in the word, world that is that callous. <laughs> I love also how they like spend time, or that like there's a little bit of camera time spent on him looking back in disgust on the guy who is dying of radiation yeah. poisoning. He's like, I'm glad I had if like, only your other brother were here. I'm glad I had a whole bunch of sons because this one sucks ass. <laughs> Daddy, where are you? I can't see you. My eyeballs, they melted because of the plutonium. <laughs> what is careless anyway? Like he was juggling them? <laughs> it's like, they have like security film from the airport. It's like, no, no, officer, these aren't plutonium rods. These are my juggling glow sticks. <laughs> when he, he taped them to his legs when he was coming in through customs. These are kind of hot. Mm. He's walking through the metal detector. It's like clank, 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 clank. They're like, my favorite thing. The other thing is when they like the way that CTU is alerted that you know plutonium might be involved in this season's plot is that the dead assassin's body because the assassin gets the drop on Freddie Prince because obviously Freddie Prince as Jack Bauer's protege needs to be saved by Jack. At least once every two episodes. Well, he also forgot his wing commander training. <laughs> so anyway, like, he gets a drop on him and he's about to, the guy says, tell them the building is clear. And Freddie Prince honorably refuses. Oh, man, to get this shot is the, the first the thing, time this has ever happened in the show. 
In fact, yeah, they, they did this exact up. same thing last season, didn't they? Where they were like, say, yeah. go to the northeast side, and then I'll go out the southwest side. <laughs> like, almost <laughs> yeah, like that was line. It was the black guy. It's only been one season. Well, this is like the season of people totally manning up. Because the president of not Iran just is like, yeah, I had an affair. What? That was awesome. He's like, I'm the president of not Iran. I can trust you to be discreet, can't I? Dude's like, yeah, I guess, whatever. I don't care. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I did her. All over the plates. You want to see the tape? <laughs> and his brother's like, he's like how can you let be me get out of my diary. this American? And he's like, my wife is Muslim. He's like, oh, well, yeah, we do live in Iran. <laughs> His wife is a total biatch. I mean, I guess maybe Whatever. she's onto the fact that he has he's having an affair. But his daughter seems suspiciously sympathetic to him for it, like not to somehow be played as her fault. Yeah, which is a terrible thing to do, I guess. She's had like three lines though. Yeah, but I feel like she's like secret Sherry Palmer. She's like. In every country in the world, there is a Sherry Palmer. <laughs> and this is Iran's. <laughs> oh, man. I'm like, Dave, we can't go too far before we talk about, like, the greatest action moment. May, I mean, this is almost, like, as awesome as when Curtis punched that terrorist chick in the face. No, don't say it, Joel. When, what? Don't say things you can't take back. <laughs> I think I thought it was pretty sweet. When, Jack's, when Jack runs out of bullets and finds a much larger bullet... At least I think that's what Jack calls everything he's about to use as a weapon. Are you talking about says, the fire axe? Don't worry, I've got a bullet. And then he grabs an axe. <laughs> oh, man, when those guys run around that corner yeah. and the first guy gets hit in the chest, you're like, way to go, Jack. Now you gotta, you're gotta, going to have to like use his body as a shield because the other guy's got a gun. Yeah. And Jack's like, no. He just pushes going them straight both up. off the And he balcony. just pushes the other guy over the guardrail and down the stairs. Well, he does technically like, use the other guy's the body stairwell. as a shield. Or more a pushing lever. He's, like, like, he's just like, all right, remember your follow through. <laughs> yeah. That guy had no idea what was coming. That guy must have coming. felt so stupid. He's, like, uh, and I guess, I mean, can you blame him? In all of his years of Russian mobster training, nobody said, all right, your friend's just been hitting the chest with an axe and someone is trying to use him to push as you a weapon. Of stairs. What, do, what do you what do? What do you do? He's like, I don't, I don't know. No, no, nobody ever. I, do I, uh, this wasn't part of the simulation. I uh, sleeper hold? I, you're already dead. Next. You got pushed off the stairs. You suck. <laughs> I mean, that is how. Take a shower. You're cut. We did not mention how this whole plot is revealed. That Jack has, I guess, what is an old uh, informant or something. I'm not really sure what this guy's affiliations were. But at the very beginning of the show, this informant comes home to his slum to find his friends murdered and only narrowly escapes the, the terrorists trying to kill him and gets in touch with Jack Bauer, where Jack says the infamous line, you're lucky I'm retired. <laughs> and then the guy's like, I have information. You need to get me to CTU. And then, you know, he, he's already been shot and he's dying. And Jack's like, if you die, you got to tell me that stuff so I can tell it to someone else. Or we can just place a phone call right now and get this all over with. Um, no, the, he has to get immunity, Dave. Yeah, the guy's like, if I don't he live, then I don't care beginning. about saving nobody else. And I was like, you are a dick. <laughs> <laughs> and you certainly will not live. 
Yeah. I almost kind of wish he did live. I feel like that would have been a nice wrinkle on the 24. The perp- Somebody who knows essential information just, like, goes and gives it to the people that need to know. Yeah, and then he gets to leave. It's like the shortest season of 24 ever. <laughs> it's like, yeah, the, the president of Iran's going to get attacked. This is how. This is when. They're like, oh, thanks. That's... That's all rather clear cut. We shouldn't call this 24. We should just call this one. No, they could still call it 24 because, you know, they still have all that other uh, yeah. BS drama the, built up. Well, no, they also have, have the other two real terrorist plots. I cannot wait until we have to deal with the, the subplot of that chick murdering her ex-boyfriend and what she's going to do with the body. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm mostly interested to see who is the real villain. Because they've already used the Russians and the Arabs. So we're kind of <laughs> yeah, out. It's going to be tough to circle back. You know that the uh, the young hotshot in the State Department is going to be somehow involved in this plot. I'm just saying that right yeah. now. He's the mole. He's suspect number one. It's like, tell Farhad about the, uh, or tell the president of not Iran about the assassination attempt. Yeah. It's like, no, we're America. We will save him. Luckily, we did this time. That was such a stupid. It's like, I really think we should tell him that people are going to try and kill him. And it's like, uh, we could do that, but we could also not do that. Kind <laughs> yeah. of feeling the not. And then, like, well, I kind of think it's like, I, I mean, I guess I don't really understand. If someone were trying to kill me, I would expect people to tell me, yeah, give me a, but I don't have like give a brother heads up. 24 hour million dollar security all around me all the time. So it's like if there are probably always credible threats against the president of not Iran's life because he seems like a pretty cool guy. That's true. And from what I hear, not Iran is full of dicks. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, they're like, he's too cool. He's all like friendly with people. That's not the not Iranian way. He's not even not Iranian. He's totally Indian. Who are you fooling? Yeah. Well, he's totally just passing. <laughs> yeah. I also like how the, the American president um, is talking to Secretary of State slash Guardian Angel, Ethan. Um, and she's like, on this auspicious day, if only Henry were here to see it. Henry being her her husband. Oh, yeah. Uh, but he's well, What did we call him, Mr. First Gentleman? <laughs> They're like... They might as well pause for like 40 seconds after she says that. And you're like, oh, I guess he died. No, he's, they just got like, divorced. Nope. He's like, he, he never could come to terms with the fact that I sent our criminal daughter to prison. <laughs> he had difficulty dealing with the fact that she tried to murder somebody. He was all like, or maybe, I guess, Allison, technically she's did your murder daughter. somebody. <laughs> Yeah, I love how they just kind of swept that all under the rug. I was interested to see how that all resolved. It did resolve. I was mostly interested to see that chick get shivved. She's in prison. Yeah, she's probably dead. That's why they got divorced. You killed our daughter. Killed I'm my so wife. angry right now. You killed my wife. These hands. They're making me do things. <laughs> so, maybe he's going to come back. Like Jack will be pinned down by machine gun fire. He's like, we can't do We're done. He's like, look at Freddie Prince Jr. Freddie Prince is like, it's been an honor serving with you, Mr. Bauer. And like the terrorists are approaching, shooting as they go. And they just burst through the wall. 
and grabs both of them by the neck. He's like, Mr. Bauer, I'm here to repay you. And all the while, Freddie Prince Jr. was inching closer and closer, hoping, just hoping, that kiss. their lips would touch. Yeah. He's like, these hands will be used for good once more. <laughs> no more. Will they sit idly by while evil is visited upon this world? <laughs> I'm the first husband, goddammit! <laughs> oh, man. But much. yeah, I don't know. Why did they bring, Of all the characters to bring back, Renee? Yeah, I know. Well, Seriously? I mean, you kind of... She had to come back. If they bring her back... I want Tony Almeida by I know. episode six. Oh, I demand it. He's he's orchestrating it. Come on. They can't not bring him back. They're gonna have like a Hannibal Lecter scene in jail where Jack's like, We gotta go talk to Tony. Yeah. And Renee's like, I might be crazy and suicidal now, but I don't want to go talk to Tony Almeida. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Hello, Jack. It's been a long time. You know what they don't have in prison? Jack's like, I don't lack of anal sex. And he's like, no, no, no. Jack, well, Jack, they've got well, anal yes. sex out the butt <laughs> and in the butt. Quite literally, out the that's, butt. That's how it works. <laughs> that's, it's, it's, it's really the both Perhaps in succession no, no, that over was very, and over. Listen, Jack, listen, Jack. That was a poor choice of words, okay? I just, they don't have caramel lattes. It's like he's chained up like Hannibal Lecter with the face mask and everything. Yeah. And he's like, did you bring it? And Jack's like, I did. And he's like, place it in the slot. <laughs> Jack <laughs> turns Starbucks. sideways. It all pours out. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> Venti latte. Tony, the, the slot's not tall enough. I can't get the cup through, Tony. I'm just going to tip it. Don't tip it over. I'm going to tip it over. I'll roll it through. The lid won't stay on. You're going to spill whipped cream and sprinkles everywhere, Jack. You're going to ruin it. The froth at the top is the best part, you jerk. Oh, my God. Just get out of here. Just get out of my sight. Oh, man. (laughs) Renee comes in. Ah, little Renee. Growing up in Pennsylvania on the coal farm. (laughs) What are you talking about? Sheared the sheep, but the sheep won't be silent, will they, Renee? It's like I grew up in Chicago. Coal doesn't grow. Uh, yeah, but they're not going to bring Tony back. That would just oh, be entirely they too have awesome. To. That would be too awesome. They keep on bringing back freaking, I don't know. They brought back Renee, and now she's all supposed to be hardcore. Yeah. And I guess she's like, what happens when you take Jack Bauer's methods too far? Yeah. Which I didn't think there was a way to take Jack Bauer's methods too well, aren't far. Aren't they kind of already there? He shot some chick in the leg. Like, what did she do? That you get, like, how far do you, I guess because she works for the FBI, they're just not as hardcore as CTU. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, with your rules, you can't handle it. He pulls yeah. up her sleeve, and she's got me. the tracked marks on her wrist which is yeah a, a preferred place to inject yourself with intravenous drugs um i don't think those are track marks i think those were attempted suicides oh i guess that makes more sense i figured he was like oh you're just in stage three of jack bauer's life you got a ways to go honey bear 
Call me in three years. <laughs> yeah. It's like Jack Bauer sees the suicide attempts or the scars from where she had – I think she tried to slit her wrist. So I'm assuming that. That makes more sense. It, it seemed pretty clear from the context. Just looks at her, shakes his head. Pussy. Yeah. And then she proves like – but she's like, Jack, Jack. <laughs> Jack, I studied your tapes. I learned everything you had to teach. Let me prove it to you. Because everybody knows when you're an undercover, uh, when you're an undercover operative, the first thing you need to do is cut somebody's something off. <laughs> it doesn't have to be head; it just Wait, can gonna, be. Let me look through my field manual. All right, chapter one, subheading one. So you're an undercover agent. First sentence, have you chopped anything off of anybody else? It can be something simple and small, like an ear, but for greater effect, you should start with larger appendages, maybe even the head. Yeah. We'll never forget how Jack shot that child molester and then cut his head off. <laughs> so I hear you like to rape little girls. What? Bam! It's like, I need your if head. If I'm going to infiltrate this white power cult, I'm going to need at least one child molester's head. What, to, like, infiltrate the cult? He's like, no, it's just what I collect. That's my fee. It's something that I do. The guy's All like, right. I have immunity. It's like the, the guy from Lethal Weapon 2. Diplomatic immunity. <laughs> just shoots him. <laughs> I'm going to need a hacksaw. Renee's like, I've stepped up my game. Hacksaw? We're going straight up handheld. I got my Dremel. <laughs> I love it how she does that to the guy, too. She's like, I'm going to just put your hand in this vice. And he's like, okay, I trust you. It's like, this vice seems pretty tight. Like, so tight that I can't move my yeah, hand. Yeah, I know. I'm not really down with this plan That's anymore. when you should have gotten worried, stupid. But you were driven by your <laughs> penis. Because she was all like, I will have sex with you. And she was like, huh? Okay. What? I can't hear you over the sound of me chopping off your yeah. thumb. Oh, my gosh. You're chopping off my he's thumb. like, I didn't realize that the because my dong had distracted me. Is that Renee at one point was an undercover agent in this Russian mob. So she's trying to reconnect with them so they can figure out where the plutonium is going. So she rolls up on this auto shop, which is one of their many legit businesses, I guess. And uh, No, it's not. That's where he's serving out his parole. That's not even a front. He's working there as a condition of his parole. Oh, okay. So it was just some random guy. I thought that was the main guy's auto shop. I guess just all Russian names sound no. the same to me. I was like, what's his name? Vladimir? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Got it. And he's like, we're closed. And she's like, are you closed for my titties? Bam! I'm going to have sex with you. Just put your hand in this vice because he's got a parole bracelet. And he's like, I can't go anywhere with this parole bracelet on. And she's like, I know how to get these off. And then she pulls out the little saw thing. He's like, but you can't cut it. And she's like, I'm not going to cut it. And he's like, oh, wah, wah, oh, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> and then Jack's like, enough is enough, Renee. He runs in. He's like, we're putting a stop to this now. And she's like, get some cold water. Wake him up. <laughs> I love it how like Jack runs. He's like, "You've got to stop this. This guy's not even a terrorist." I think maybe yeah. <laughs> I'm not the one who decided to torture him. That's really the difference here. 
This is beyond the pale. Not like that English guy that I hooked up to a professional hypocrite. Floor lamp. It's like, what about that guy? That guy who proved to be completely clearly innocent. wasn't even a terrorist. You knew that going into the room. They were like, one time this guy in a bar said he was a terrorist and then went, ha, 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 that's just because he's one-eighth Libyan and that was my joke. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> my far and away favorite Part of these four episodes is when, you know, Jack and Chloe, as they as they normally do, figure out that CTU isn't going to help them. So they're just going to go off on a rogue mission. So Chloe helps Jack break into the armory, which looks like the armory from The Matrix, where, like, they're standing in the white room. And then Keanu Reeves goes, we're going to need guns, lots of guns. So Jack Bauer has just walked into that room. And uh, then he gets caught predictably because they haven't forgotten how to use their security cameras. Um, and the director of CTU's like, like oh, wait a second, that guy that's there with the guns, he's not supposed to be with the guns. I just realized yeah. that. Isn't that funny? Oh, goodness. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> what do they pay us for? We're so dumb. <laughs> so the director of CTU's like, what are you doing, Jack? He's like, we knew you wouldn't help us because you suck. And he's like, if you want to chase a wild goose, then you go ahead. But I'm not helping you. But feel free to take these guns so when you kill someone, <laughs> we're Jack liable because totally you're not a real FBI agent. <laughs> it's like you just gave a civilian a bunch of guns and your permission <laughs> to kill people. In that guy's defense, though, Jack Bauer did say he was going to tell pre- the president on him. Yeah. That was like – he must have said that like three times in that second episode. He's like, well, I'm going to tell my friend the president that you're a total bitch. Freddie Prince well, I'm Jr. I'm going to tell my friend the president that you called me a name. said, well, I'm going to tell my friend people. the president you wouldn't give me a pistol. <laughs> he was like, if we don't have at least six more agents on the ground, then we're going to get shot by a rocket. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the last time I approved six agents for a situation like this, they all just stood around the helicopter and then got shot by the rocket. <laughs> so I didn't figure that was What's a good use of like, funds. There was like, they were saying, oh, there was a drone in the area that had anti-missile capabilities. It's like, chief, I'd never tested those. It's like, what kind of anti-missile capability is going to intercept what amounts to like an RPG shot from like 300 feet away? That is not a long time yeah. to intercept a missile. It's not like this is an ICBM. It's like, oh my gosh. Maybe they had that invisible the robot from Gears of War. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Like the the like terrorist is sitting on the roof, he just hits a button. <laughs> and then a bomb gets launched from like North Korea. <laughs> it's like flying towards the building. <laughs> no, I figured like Jack's like, wait a second, shut up, Freddie Prince. Shut up. I think there's an ICBM headed our the way. The satellite system from Akira fires down from the heavens. <laughs> I don't even know why we need the nukes. They're just for fun. <laughs> I just figured, like, yeah. the, the but drone. Anyway, like... Even if the drone was in the area, don't they take pictures? How did they not, like, identify yeah, don't... that a rocket had been shot from that roof and started taking pictures of it and maybe following yeah, don't the they guy have a satellite? that shot the rocket? I, don't know, I think it'd be funnier if, like, the guy fired the rocket and then the drone was just right in front of it and put his hand over the rocket tube. 
<laughs> It'd be just like the end of um, surviving the game with iced tea. Yeah. <laughs> Always check the barrel for robots. I told you that countermeasure system wasn't tested for urban environments. This all would have went out without a hitch if that drone hadn't stopped for hot dogs. <laughs> He's like, yeah, let me get two with everything it's like on it. On street level. He sees like the top of a building explode. He's like, got his so it's his wings are curled up. He's holding his soda and a hot dog. He's like, oh shit. <laughs> there was something that I was supposed to do. <laughs> it's like you lazy drones. God damn get it. Get back to work. Eleven million dollars on each one of you, and all you do is eat hot dogs. You just steal them. You're worse than those like Tamagotchi things from the freaking Ghost in the Shell. Tachikomas. We've actually just we we yeah. just watched the whole first season. It was so sad when they died. I don't want to talk about it. I'm still not better. They come back in the second season. But yeah, I'm so happy. They're like major. I'm going to ask some really inane questions while we're in this gunfight. Yeah. Because I'm here to add color. It's so cute. They're adorable. When they come back in the second season, we've only watched the first episode, but they're like, I am a robot. Pleased to meet you. And Bato's all like, oh, man, I thought they were going to be, like, cool and smart. And they're like, ha, psych, bitch. I'm smart. I was Bato, you are dumb. Gotcha. I would hack your ghost if I thought there was anything in there worth finding. Oh, oh, oh. snap. Snap. <laughs> but anyway, I know. I just like the whole thing with, like, the director of CTU is just like, find Jack, do whatever you want. Like, he's not going to be responsible when Jack inevitably kills people. Well, so far, I mean, Jack's body count in this uh, in this season it has very little collateral damage. He hasn't had to torture anyone's loved ones. He's not, like, trying to discover an underground plot in the government yet, so there's no one who's ostensibly innocent. It's all just Russian terrorists, yeah. so, you know? Well, there will be eventually. He's batting a thousand. They're going to bring his brother back to life, and then he's going to have to torture him. <laughs> torture him, Jack. Torture zombie Graham. <laughs> it's like, I can't do it. There's no pleasure in torturing the dead. He's like, you must... For the circle to be complete. Just seems like in previous seasons, like, Jack hasn't been part of a government agency kind of since the first season. Yeah. Um, But it seems like in the successive seasons, something draws him in, right? Like, he practices fake white man kung fu on the guy who would be his replacement, and then the guy handcuffs him to a, like, telephone pole or something, and then goes off and gets himself killed. He's like, no, now I'm going to have to kill some terrorists. But, like, in this one, he's just like, you're (laughs) sitting at CTU. Your job actually was done for once. He's like, I'm just going to go to CTU to give them a debriefing. He's like, I was so close to being out, and then my stupid daughter wouldn't let me go. Yeah, I'd be pretty mad at her. Although it, it is kind of interesting that the whole point Jack is sucked in. There's like a there's a little bit of hubris going on here. I feel like that's unstated because apparently Jack Bauer is the only person on the planet who can stop a terrorist attack. So all these guys at CTU that have been doing their jobs for all we know fabulously 
for the entire time Jack has not been in CTU, probably taking a nap on a couch, uh, is meaningless. Because now Jack Bauer is on the scene, and everybody better get out the way. So he's like, so he's sort of grandstanding. He's like the Kobe of the of yeah. the CTU organization. They're like, Jack, come on. Step aside, give the other players time to shine. He's like, oh, yeah? Where'd you guys think the bomb was? Under the building? That worked out. <laughs> Guess what almost got him killed? Your evacuation. And Starbucks like, but the biometrics were active. They were accurate. It's like, I don't know. I think she's telling the truth about, or she's lying about being a terrorist because the biometrics say she's a terrorist. It's like the lie detector test. She's. It's like, Chief, I can tell if this chick is lying. She, her face is so Botox to oblivion. Yeah, she can't even, like, you can't read fully, her. like, two not even Tim Roth could read her. The lips did not move. Like, watch all the scenes. Like, even when she tries to smile, her cheeks don't move. They just kind of stay there. Like, it's bizarre. That woman was not attractive. Yeah. She had had way too much plastic. Well, come on. Surgery. Even though he is the president of not Iran. He's still kind of old. He's got to take what he can get. And he's got, I mean, it's like, the, it's like President Bill Clinton. You go with what's available. And she was the closest. I guess that's true. And I love when, when they call her on the phone, call him on the phone, and he's like, Yeah, we were sleeping together. I don't think she's a bad guy. And the CTU guy's like, How come? He's like, Well, no reason really. Which is funny in itself, but I really like how he says, I am convinced she is not a terrorist. <laughs> There's no way any accent has you say convinced like that. Except for like a toddler accent. He's like, I don't think she's a terrorist. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like maybe he really tried to say convinced. It's possible. He just can't say it. We're, there's a couple more pertinent things that need to be brought up. I'll say two things. First, because it is smaller and easier to discuss briefly, uh, when – I forget who he's talking to. It's I guess it's Chloe. The director of CTU is talking to Chloe. And she's like, I can't get in touch with Jack. And he's like, you don't know because you didn't grow up here. But many parts of the five boroughs have, like, really bad cell reception. <laughs> and I was like, did somebody actually write that line? It's like, you know you can't yeah, get Verizon sure above like, 110th Streets? <laughs> I'm sure in most parts of New York, you can get cell reception with your yeah, teeth. come on. Like, it is blanketed. <laughs> They want to put it in the subway. Maybe that's just a line to make you think that that guy is really just that incompetent. Because everything he's set up to that point is, I can only imagine, was designed to make you believe he's a total jackass. And then he's like all sassy and like passive aggressive. But it's weird because he's passive aggressive by being aggressive. He's like, (laughs) Chloe's like, I really want to go help Jack. And it's like the first time she's wanted to leave the building in a season of 24. (laughs) <laughs> and he's like, we need you here. If you leave the building, you're going to get fired. <laughs> like, that's the most aggressive way to be passive aggressive. 
But why is Jack out of cell phone reception? Not because he's in that part of Queens where T-Mobile doesn't cover, but because he just got stun gunned by a cop. Hey, tiny Asian partner, help me beat this guy yeah. up. I don't the know. The guy from just The Wire. He's it. like, yeah, you really stepped up there. Major character on The Wire to cop on 24. He's got to get paid, man. The Wire's over. Yeah, that's true. Got to do what you can he's do. He's like, I wasn't that major a character. But in the in the wire, he was sort of like the stupid guy. Like there were the two stupid cops from the beginning of the show, and eventually the one stupid cop like wised up and became a sergeant and learned compassion. And that guy always just persisted in being an idiot. He was sort of like the baseline, well, like the constant by which you could measure the other characters. Maybe that's he's just you know he's doing what works yeah. for him. If it worked for him in the well, wire, there, yeah. it will work for him He's here. like, this guy's a cop killer, which is not an unreasonable suspicion to draw. Huh? Because You got to believe, though, that uh, I don't know why the Asian guy didn't bring it up, but if he had just shot one cop, why wouldn't he have shot the Asian yeah, cop? One would think, he totally got the drop on Yellow him. fever. He's gay, and he likes Asians. <laughs> He's like, I want to shoot you, but you're like a sexy little China doll. I'm so confused. See, this is this is 24. This is like real life. Terrorists don't just want to be terrorists. They have their own wants and needs too. And Jack Bauer, aka stranger terrorist person, just wants to stick it in some Asians. <laughs> and he is cute. Whatever. That dude looks like he's about 17. <laughs> I don't know. I just I'm just thinking that if uh if my partner were beating somebody to death in a basement with two bodies upstairs and I can yeah. understand like wanting to get revenge for your friend, but I think everyone at the precinct is probably gonna be pretty down with kicking yeah. this guy's ass if get he's him guilty. Get into the cell and then and your kick friend his... is just sitting upstairs in a chair with a bullet yeah. in his brain. He's like, You wait Maybe upstairs with the bodies. <laughs> the guy's just yeah. like sitting in the kitchen by the dead cop and his wife. His dead wife. He's like, so how are you guys doing? What you got in the cabinets here? Cream of wheat, huh? Ew. Am I right? That stuff's gross. Oh, okay. okay, I'm going to go crazy if I'm in here for another minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love it how Jack totally like shatters that chair against the wall. Yeah, he's like, oh, no, you've tortured me to death. <laughs> Dude's like... Are you dead? And he's like, no, I'm not dead. Hit you with a chair. Damn. <laughs> oh, man. But the eight. I think my favorite part of the season was when uh, Jack <laughs> tries to show the file to the guy until it gets blown off. And then he, like, says under his breath, I hate this place. <laughs> it's so true. It's like so, like, sort of juvenile. It's like something you'd say at, like, school after your teacher yeah. punished you. F minus. Like, hey, Johnson, get to class. Stop lollygagging in the hall. Whatever, you're gay. Hate this place. What'd you say? Nothing. (laughs) They're like, he's like, you got to look at this. It's like, this is, they're going to kill the president of Iran. It's like, Jack, we don't have time to look at your files. It's like, that's why I did your mom. (laughs) Like, what? What? It's like, (laughs) look at the file. Nothing. (laughs) Yeah, look at the file. He opens the files like Jack. This is clearly just a file of you having sex with my mother. <laughs> yeah, Wasn't I told to you anything? I did. Hoot, hoot. 
All right, but seriously, here's the other file. That was just to get your. Yeah, attention. that was just for fun. I just took your picture. I'm going to post it on Facebook. He's like, Jack, is this any way you treat a man with scoliosis? The silent minority. Jackson's going to be the invisible. Just found cripples. out I did his mom. Lol. I don't know. I mean, that seems like most of it, right? I think we generally covered. I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot of time to I don't go know. over. I'm exhausted. Yeah, no. It's that was a lot of 24. I shotgunned Ooh. it all in like I need, two I nights. Need a nap. It's too much. And I mean, we totally missed out on some funny stuff. Like seriously, I thought that the uh, the axe riff could have gone on for much. Oh longer. my god, that was probably the like, best part of the four could... episodes. Because I had to do a double take. <laughs> He's like, "What am I gonna do? I'm out of options." You're never out of options, Jack. As long as there's a fire axe in the hallway, which in not being 1918 <laughs> anymore, there probably wouldn't be. At some like, at one point, you want to say that's kind of like you know Jack Jack Bauer's like the uh, the MacGyver of assassins. Yeah, but I don't you know. Can make I anything like, you work know. to kill you. Yeah, he's like I'm out of bullets unless. He goes back to, like, his kung fu training. There's, like, some ancient master. Remember, Jack, the only limitation to how many bullets you have is what you consider a bullet. <laughs> the only limitation is yourself. And he's like, that's so true. And he grabs the wounded guy he's protecting and tears his pinky finger off. It's like, I'm just borrowing this. He puts it in the gun. Pinky bullet. Jack, that's not even gonna work. It's like the gun from He's existence. Like, yeah, you're right. He grabs the ass. <laughs> he just starts tearing teeth. I just want to rip of off your finger. Sorry about that. He just throws a pick in his lap. <laughs> you'll you'll figure out what to do with it. It's like just put it on ice. We'll we'll put it back on. He just tore my pinky off, dude. He's like, ah, you got shot in the shoulder. How can you even tell? At the worst, I just took your mind off the shoulder pain. High fives, right? Right. Hold on, I gotta stick an axe in somebody's chest. They actually do. He tries to high five him with the arm that has the bullet. When he's like, I can't lift this arm. So then they do high five with the arm that he ripped the pinky off of. He's like, ah! Oh, it's so, it hurts so much. Whatever. You're lucky. I got my whole hand ripped off once by nerve gas. Come on, Jack. You didn't get your hand ripped off by nerve gas. It's like, what do you call this? And then he does like the Terminator move where he cuts back all the flesh around his forearm to a robotic arm. <laughs> Oh, just put uh, it away. Just put it away. <laughs> you want to be done? Yeah, I think I'm ready to be done. All right. Well, next week it'll only be like an hour, so that'll be easier. Yeah. Whew. I think I need a nap. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right, you want to clap? No. Ah, uh, whatever. I mean, it's been a while since we haven't. Why does this have to happen? Joel, hello? Uh, Are you still there? The call continues. Oh They've it ended the call. Listen, podcast, you will know the terror of the infinite. Still going. Hello. What's up? What the hell was that about? What? 
Huh? What's I don't happening? know. You ended it. That's what it said on my phone. I don't know. Phone. My, my call was still going. It was just beeping at me. 